I have got with me the lovely Jen Whitty. She is absolutely gorgeous. She is a lecturer, an activist, and one of the designers of Space Between, a very stylish new range of clothing that is designed from upcycled corporate uniform waste, but is also a new platform to find solutions for our broken fashion system. I hope I've got that right, Jen. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you. No, you've put that very well. But oh, good. That's a nice <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. Well, I must say that um, I did get incredibly excited when I heard about this little venture, but then did really get the you know, the sense that it was so much more, you know, than that, that's a big thing to buy anyway. Can you just give our listeners a little explanation of the bigger picture for Space Between? Yep, sure, no problem. Um, so... We hope, um, kind of to put it quite simply to start with, um, we want to address the, the problems of the the current system, the here, is in, here and now. Um, and so part of that is the waste stream mm. from that industry. Um, and so that's something that um, met our media concerns. So when I talk about we, um, it was initially, or it is initially um, Holly McQuillan and myself, two lecturers up in um, Massey University. So we wanted to address that waste stream and um, industry partners came on board. So um, New Zealand Post and Booker Spalding approached right. us. And so it was kind of front and center, there it is, this is the issue, this is the problem. So um, they currently manufacture about 8,000 to 10,000 garments a year, um, Booker Spalding do for New Zealand, New Zealand Post. Post. Yeah. Wow. And like most corporate um, corporations, they, ha- when are, they have a redesign or if somebody leaves, um, those uniforms are sent back to their um, corporate uniform manufacturer and their supplier and then they do get sent um, to landfill. Right. So this was kind of like, right, this is a problem that we can address here and now. Mm. But the other part of Space Between is looking actually at, so not just a symptom-based solution, it's actually looking at how can we delve a little bit deeper. So as designers, how can we be social innovators? How can we actually work with society at large? And how can we tackle these problems, um, not just, um, obviously, the fashion product is something that um, we we love and we that's yes. what we're, the tangible product of this solution of the system but also can we think um a little bit more sustainably or a, a, as an activist and how can we actually put our design thinking to use to extend that remit and maybe think a little bit more about services that we can offer and maybe go into the heart of the problem a bit more so we've pitched it as the fundamentals range which is um at the moment uh, just a small scale production but which we hope to make on demand right, with quite. earthlinks or another industry partner is Earthlink in um, Lower Hutt. They're based out in Wingate. And so they're actually manufacturing our range for the um, fundamentals range. And so they've developed also with the similar waste stream some solutions from their side of the story. So they've um, they've got a number of different facets to what they do, but what they're doing with us is manufacturing some of our range. And so they provide employment for people with barriers to conventional employment. So it's, you know, it's a really worthwhile, meaningful thing to do. And we hope that it introduces our students to maybe a more respons- responsible manufacturing and bringing back an, a new form of local manufacturing in New Zealand when mm-hmm. the majority of um, manufacturing has gone offshore. But we can be, we think we can be more clever and resourceful with the time and the technology and the resources that we've got. And I think getting, um, you know, I think it's those collaborative opportunities of industry, tertiary, not-for-profit working together and our emerging designers. And, you know, we 
we hope to come up with solutions um, in various different guises. Some might be um, so the the fundamentals range is the kind of um, that will be a seasonless range that's available all year online. Right. But the fashion laboratory will enable students to come up with solutions um, in a more kind of ad hoc basis so they can determine the time span or the the level of commitment and determine how in-depth they want to go with it. So we hope it kind of satisfies their curiosity and enables them to work in a way that um, is flexible and gives them autonomy with it as well. So Great. Yeah. So have you got any examples of the other projects that are up available at the moment? Um, there's been a few on our site at the moment. So Great. our launch, we decided to do something a little bit different for that. So we had a flash mob in downtown Wellington. So right. there was a number of us on the committee that um, put that together. So it was down in um, Midland Park. Yes. And um, so it was a uh, Kind of a statement about a provocative statement about our throwaway society and the low value that people place on fashion and it was also aligned with fashion revolution day which is a global coalition of i think about 62 different countries wow. yeah so it's raising awareness um of the sad event the sad tragedy of the rana plaza incident um which it was the two-year anniversary on the 24th of april right just there so um across the globe people were doing all different types of events um mm. so we did a screening on the day, but um, it was around Anzac weekend, so we held it a little bit earlier. Yes. So that was one of, so we hope to hold more events like that. Um, and also, um, so another project on the go, we have um, a designer, Anne, no, sorry, oh God, name just gone from my head, it's, who's actually come to us from, um, she found out about us, Annie, sorry, thank yes. you. <laughs> um, she came to us via the Overso Awards. So she, right. um, yeah, so she learned about what we were doing and she's um, always been interested in doing fashion. So she's not a trained fashion designer, but she feels very strongly about these issues. So she's developing, she was in today, looking at methods of subtraction cutting. And so Julian Roberts is a fashion designer who looks at fashion construction for, and pattern cutting from a different perspective and he treats clothing more like um, in terms that relate a bit more to the body and uh, thinks of clothing as a tube that th is very dependent on the the human body to interact with and to take nice. its form. So she's thinking how she how can she communicate that a bit more with the public because I think it's that lack of um, for the most part, the fashion industry relies on the kind of smoke and mirrors and suddenly this product arrives on the scene that is wonderful and beautiful. And But it, the process and the human factor and all those people that have been involved in that system are sometimes not given the credit that they deserve or the exposure or... Or the environmental impact that we can't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, rife with many, many different issues. Yeah. So we, we want to try and encompass the, the triple bottom line. So the, um, you know, the economic, the environmental and the social aspect. And I think, um, you know, for me, I think humans are we have created the system um, you know I think it's Ezio Manzini says that we don't have a waste problem we actually have a design problem and nice yeah and I think maybe we you know if we put our attentions into actually being part of the solution that we can do something to enact more change and um, rally around similar like-minded individuals and, and and I think you know it, it, looking at the value of design not 
purely from a measure of um, of economic terms is is a good space to be in, and, and we hope yeah. that we can provide that with space between as well for our designers. Great. So there's so many facets to this, actually, but maybe one, let's just go back to the fundamentals range too, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So what would be the benefit for, say, so it's the New Zealand Post uniforms, is that correct? Yeah. What is the benefit? Because there must be some cost and a lot of red tape for them to get through. Why do they want to find something else to do with the uniforms? Um, Well, it's come from Glenda Swan and Dawn Bagley are the corporate sustainability um, people that have been working with us on that and and they really want to address that they want to find a solution for their end of life uniform so um, you know I think they have been quite um, brave yeah. putting this out there you know and I think I it think does New take Zealand a bit Coast of <laughs> has been pretty awesome to be yeah, open about they have they yeah. have and and you know there's a few more it's real clients. leadership, actually. It, it is showing yeah. great leadership. It is definitely, and and I think we've realised. Um, so Akina have come on board as well, and there's um, I was with today a I think he's a master's student from America who's also looking at how can we create a system that are allows for more fluidity of this waste stream and we hope for other corporations to come on board so there are there are currently some schools that are working with earthlink um and also i think a ministry as well so there's a few other there's you know uniforms used across the board in so many yeah just doing the maths slightly (laughs) if we kind of picked 10 of our biggest companies in the country Mm -hmm. and we started saying an average of 10,000 units per annum yeah. Well, let our <laughs> your maths might be better than mine, but I, well, I'm, I'm visualizing possibly. a sea of yeah. We yeah. there's a <laughs> there's so much, and I think there's mm. there's room for and space for everybody to be involved. So we're trying to create a system that enables that that flow on effect, and that the uniforms are going to where they're needed, yes. and yeah, so that it's um, recognizing all the different kind of creative solutions that can come out of it. So it might be working with communities that um, actually it serves a a real need in the community and Perfect. yeah so I, I think there's enough to go around and it, but it's creating a system that enables it to go around in an efficient and transparent manner so that's what we're kind of working at at a meta level and then we're within our own operation we're also trying to manage those uniforms and yeah. sort them and organize them and so if anybody wants to help yeah. <laughs> so, now coming out of the fashion industry myself I must say that I, I love the concept but I I am also very aware that it's not as easy to no. actually recreate no. garments. Just in a nutshell, how have you gone through that process yourselves? Because they look great, Jen. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, very, very um, hot, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Please <laughs> check it out. <laughs> well, we have to thank a lot of people. So, um, you know, the lovely ladies at Earthlink. So there's a team of um, Metu, Sheena, Julie... Um, Shirley, who's the CEO out there, and um, Cheryl was on board as well. And then also, so we've employed recently Trish Given, who's been a godsend. She's been fantastic. And she's um, been the technical delivery manager and she's been working across. So she's actually come on board with both of us because her skills are so fantastic. Are they gold when they're good? (laughs) When they're good, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on tight. Yes. And because it is really... Um, most of the ladies out in Earthlink have worked in the clothing industry for a number of years, mm. but um, what we're doing does require a different skill set and it does require a flexibility because mm. not only is the source material 
really in, it's kind of irregular and yes. it can be it can have its flaws it can have its tears or things you have to work around right. so there's there's a sorting there's a quality control of the raw material and then you have to be quite flexible with how you work with the material so yeah. we've developed techniques Holly and I have developed techniques that um, work with the existing and try to try to kind of give still a sense of that identity and the heritage or the history of the garment. So we're actually trying to show where it's come for, from um, and not completely eradicate that because there's some parts that are still fu- like right. I'm, wear- I'm wearing one of the garments I've- she looks no. good <laughs> I want one oh, thank you <laughs> um, and so it's got a double neckline but that's because we wanted to keep that original neckline and it also then enables um, the garment to be a little bit more multifunctional as well or adaptable yeah. and which we also hope means that it lessens um, consumer behaviour getting bored of the garment because right. there's yeah trying to extend its lifespan so it, it's been um, it's been a really steep learning curve for Earthling mm. and, and ourselves but I think we've really um, we've really kind of strengthened our resolve to work together and and, and, and we can see how both of our work in a more mutually um, beneficial arrangements and it's a more I think if kind of ecologies like this can come out of the fashion industry yes. and you realise that you're not in competition that you actually mm, have you're in collaboration mm, aren't you yeah, yeah like you know I might be a bit of an idealist and, but <laughs> <laughs> you've someone got to try has to lead it. someone has to lead it and so what you're saying is awesome as well so Earthlink um, and I may get the wording wrong are actually employing people that have barriers to yes. gaining other employment yeah. yeah and so this is therefore benefiting the community absolutely benefiting their yeah. own family and, and totally, yeah. yeah. And and the, if they employ, I think it's four full-time members of staff um, directly on Earthlink Apparel, which is part of what they do. And so they also have a children's wear range out there as yes. well. Um, and so they... Yeah, it's em- enabled those um, ladies to work there in a, an environment that they really enjoy. And they, you know, they're getting... Uh, it's empowering yes. the work that they're doing as well because um, they tended to work in, in companies that maybe they were working on peace. So you might just work on a, a little small part so, so of the, the garment. Same thing, same all thing, day, very every repetitive. Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas you get a sense of um, of resolution and kind of satisfaction because you're seeing something from start to finish. Great. Yeah. So then that really is involving the the wearer, I guess, in the mm-hmm. process and the story of how big time of how their garment has come to them. Yeah, I think we think so. And then so the next part is really looking at after the point of sale, how can we engage the user more? Right. So um, you know, those designs will be will will have discussion, you know, dialogue and um points where maybe we get um we're doing um Trish is organizing um a workshop and a focus group on Sunday for the children's wear and we'll do the same for the women's wear. So we do want that kind of back and forth and not that it's just happening in isolation. So mm. it's a combination of the capability and the um, of our manufacturers, but also thinking about the consumer as well and thinking about, you know, maybe they come in and do a workshop with us or, or if people have ideas, if they want to suggest them. So th- there's more fluidity. and this, yeah. is, this is not the way we buy clothes at Supre. Not that I do. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like quite the opposite. Yeah. So the mm. other thing, um, you're also a lecturer at, at Massey. Mm-hmm. And what is the, the students that are coming through? I mm. guess, you know, things have changed so much over time. And, and mm. I think about my grandma who made 
baby had one coat and three frogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Down to me, you know, buying New Zealand made only, and then now to my children going, I want that, I want that, and being quite terrified of the landscape. Mm. How are the students coming into Massing knowing that they're doing fashion design? Mm-hmm. Do they have an, is there an expectation that sustainability is now part of the, the criteria that they need to go through? Um, yes, it is very much part of our our curriculum and our ethos there and and it's coming from at a university level um you know it's one of our pillars i might get that term wrong but you know we have all these driving um our mission statement and our um, objectives and and also then with our whole um i'm not sure if you're aware you might be but um yeah within our the college of creative arts within the school of design and actually the college of creative arts we've had a whole um shuffle of our yes. curriculum and it's um, now centred on a Māori worldview which is inherently sustainable. Mm, yeah. Nice. Mm. That makes a lot of good sense. Now you're taking your students to China that was something else that mm. came up so there's a project yeah. that I'm very excited about <laughs> because if there's one way to understand it it's to go and, and well, experience it. That's what I think. I think mm. um, I had a a fantastic opportunity to go there last year. So, um, wow. yeah, I went over for a conference. So the World Textile Institute Conference, Great. which was held in Wuhan. And I thought, while I'm there, I'm going to make the most of this yeah, opportunity. Yeah. And so I had been in contact. I'd met at a conference earlier on that year, the Craft of Use, which was held by Kate Fletcher, um, a the guru in the field and she um, so she had people from the organisation Redress so they're based in Hong Kong and they're a not-for-profit um, that are looking at issues of waste in Hong Kong and mainland China so they had a lot of contacts and they helped me with meeting lecturers that were thinking about sustainability so I met I went from Wuhan I went to Xi'an so the ancient capital of China wow. which was yeah quite my Chinese geography is not that flesh. well mine was crap but <laughs> <laughs> until I got there is nothing like actually so it's quite not not exactly the middle but almost the middle right, yeah and it's um so it's you know, deeply, deeply submerged right. in no wow. coast for yeah. a little bit disconcerting. But yeah. it's the beginning of the spice, the trade route, the, right. um, okay. the silk road, sorry, yeah. the silk road. So it's got that clothing mm. and textile, you know, the and, uh, heritage. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm absolutely fascinated. And there's a whole regeneration of that as well. So um, and I think it's just fascinating how how open they were to change and how interested they are in and in different approaches. So I, I found ideas were met with open arms. You know, China is obviously a massive, massive country with a lot of different, um, a lot of different things going on. Yeah, let's just yeah. say. So, but I think um, for the whole part, it was a, it was a really good experience. So we're going back to two of the places, the university. So right. one is in the ancient capital, where there's a lot of um, traditional crafts and a different emphasis. So it's not the main center of the fashion and textile industry, but it hopes to be right and be again, I suppose. And then on the Eastern board in Shanghai as well. And the institute that we're going to there is um, a mind-blowing, um, a brand new, well, in the last 10 years, um, university, but it's part of a university town. So they, and they work in collaboration with industry. So right. they're, you know, mm. they're, it's kind of like if, a, if you have a good idea, they make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so 
tomorrow. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah, right. right. Wow. It's incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So I just think it's great. It's a great opportunity. It's come on board. Um, Tim Croft, the international advisor, has really been a big part of this. And, it, you know, right place, right time. I think um, Madam Peng came to right. um, Massey last year as well. So uh, it just seemed like too good an opportunity to pass on. And we're very grateful to have that opportunity. Wow. Well done. That's an, an amazing lot of knowledge to, to extend around mm. as well. So mm-hmm. awesome. Now, we've also got going on in Wellington this week, Eco Fashion Week, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And there are some amazing new designers coming up through there. Do you have a little hit pick that you would like to, I, to check out yourself? I sure do. Yeah, um, actually, um, current students of ours have their collection. Get a massive plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on, go yeah. on. Um, cool. um, so it's called Undivided, and it's actually come out of a 200 level. So that's a second year um, paper or course that I I wasn't teaching on. I think Holly and a number of others were teaching on it, but um, they've developed that into a range. And so it's really exciting that they're still current students and they're showing right. their work. And that's the type of initiative and drive that we want them to have. Yeah, and yeah. So they're, it's zero waste, one size fits all. And I think they're on the Saturday night. Okay, yeah. exciting. And that was undivided, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then the, the winners of the Overso Award oh, as yes. well. So um, we sponsored a prize at that as well um, for um, an internship with us as well. So it'll be exciting to see that work. And then the True Cost film obviously is quite important to see. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And Miranda Brown's talk looks great. Oh, well, it sounds like we're going to be very busy this week, Jen, doesn't it? Yay. And now one final plug. So the range is called The Fundamentals for Space Between. Is mm-hmm. that how it's working? Exactly. How, how are people going for it? It's quite a new concept, isn't it? To it think is. About where yeah. In... We're released now about a month. Um, and so we're really well, we're open to feedback as well. Um, right. So we are trying to be as cost effective and to have that global reach so online makes sense. Yes. Um, so that means that we are reliant on the website and our photographs and um, and there's still a little bit of tweaking to go on behind the scenes with the website but um, but we're hoping then to have maybe, I, I was just um, I was just at Open Lab before I came and people were saying they want to try on the clothes so I think we will have to have a bit of um, a session where people can maybe make an appointment and come in and try on some of the garments as well but but we do see these as garments that will be seasonless and will be available right. all year round so um, if people want to make an appointment they can contact us via the website and Fantastic yeah, and we so can that's see. Space Between Yep that's it so it's um, spacebetween.ac.nz Awesome well I would take a good look everybody because I really want those leggings 